More Hold on. Welcome, welcome on into the first round fantasy podcast. I'm Gabriel Miramontes with Justin Moore. Justin, how you doing today, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, one of the weirdest weeks of football I've ever seen, but hey, the season goes on, so let's get that behind us and move forward with some nice games. You know, much as much as I want to move forward, man. Like I just want to talk about you right now. We we talked a little bit pre-game before the show. Justin's got a little bit of the nerves kicking in. He's away from oh, his girl. He's oh, in a new place. He's yeah, just, buddy. He just wants uh, to feel a little comfortable. I'm sure if, if you're listening right now, if you happen to listen, just say hi to Justin, man. He needs it. Um, well, as you said, I'm Gabriel Miramontes. That's Justin Morsaz. Jacob Barley is out today. We were supposed to have Joseph Morsaz today, uh, but he's a little under the weather. And I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I've been battling my own bug. And I'm here. That's all I got to say. So uh, put one to you, Joe. Yeah, you're listening. Just kidding. Don't hurt me. Anyways, um, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. That is YouTube, Spotify, anywhere else you listen. You can find us on our socials, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at First Round Fantasy. We post kind of daily, but uh, the main podcast, what you're going to listen to, what you're going to look forward to every week is right here on YouTube. So if you found yourself there, then you are doing a good job. Also, we're live on a Tuesday. What the heck, man? We usually go live Wednesday mornings or Wednesday nights. We're doing it a little bit early this week. We'll be sure to get back on track next week. Um, With that being said, be sure to like and subscribe. I almost guarantee you that you will win your fantasy matchup this week if you do so. So be on the lookout for that. Be sure to hit that like button. Justin Morsas, you alluded to it in the beginning. One of the weirdest weeks of football in week nine. What was so weird about it? What was your biggest surprise of week nine? Do you have one for me today? As I drink my Canada dry and aid my ailing voice. Yeah, I, I think the biggest surprise was the Bills doing nothing against the Jags and losing. It was like one of the probably most shocking storylines I've ever seen. But the reason I said it was an odd week is because I was sitting there looking at my team and I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I scored under 70 points in a two in a two flex PPR league. I mean, that's pretty dope. But I looked and I'm like, it can't just be me. Like all these matchups are soft and no one really blew up out of the norm. So so lineups must be light. And you know on Yahoo, when you look and you see the scores and projections, it's green for above your projection, red for below. I know how that goes. I'm not playing in two of our leagues. Every single team was red. And I'm just like, okay, so it wasn't just me. It was across the board. I was just super unlucky. But, you know, there were some hitters out there. So you definitely had a chance to win. But if, it, like, the whole Cowboys team decided to do nothing, uh, Stafford and the boys didn't have a great game. It was just – it was hard. And, you know, we had some good storylines. McCaffrey's back, so that's nice to see. Um Murray took a week off, so he should be back coming up. But, you know, other than that, it was just such an odd week for the normals. Yeah, man, those powerhouse teams. 
found, you know, the midseason struggle and they had to power through it. Some of them did, some of them didn't. Like you, like you said earlier, the Bills suffered, the Cowboys suffered. Cardinals, without their top targets and Kyler Murray, they managed to find a way to win. We'll talk about them in just a little bit. But uh, yeah, certainly surprising nonetheless. Let's talk about James Conner. We're going to get right into it because we were just talking about those Cardinals. No Chase Edmonds. Uh, is it for sure that he's going to be on the IR? I know he's got a high ankle sprain. So I don't know if it's official yet, but it looks like it's headed in that direction. I mean, yeah, James Conner, man, 70 receiving yards, 70 rushing yards, two touchdowns. The guy was a beast. We saw shades of this in Pittsburgh. Obviously, his time went there, went sour. Um, is this all we needed? to happen was for Edmonds to kind of fade away to see the true talent that James Conner has and can be. And is he going to keep it up for, you know, the next two weeks while, while, uh, you know, Edmonds heals up or for the rest of the season, what are you thinking? Uh, I mean, we talked about it a lot, especially me and Jacob and uh, we had that trigger treat on Halloween and I pick Conner and Edmonds and, you know, we talked about it. One goes down, the other one gets moved up to fringe RB1. I'm not sure if Connor can sustain that. They had a nice game against the Niners. Colt McCoy was running. So I'm not sure. Kyler's been running less. So I'm not sure if it's going to take away from Connor. But if Edmonds is out, Connor gets boosted. There's no world that you bench him at that point just because of the usage. If you give me any running back with 21 carries plus in a couple throws, I'm loving it. So as of now, it's addition by subtraction. I love Edmonds. I hope he comes back, but I think he's going to miss this upcoming week. Now, Cliff uh, Cliff Kingsbury did come out and say earlier today, actually, that they plan to get Ito Smith. So he's currently what? He'd be like the running back three on that roster. They plan to get him more involved. He did. I don't know if you were watching that game, but uh, Ito Smith tore off a, like a 20-yard touchdown run in which he absolutely trucked one of the defenders just laid him into the ground on his way into the end zone. Um, does that bother you at all? Or do you want the one a, as opposed to the one B and if they are in a split, you want the guy who's probably going to get the bigger workload in Connor. I mean, so that you, offense is good. You said, uh, Edo Smith, you mean, Eno? Yeah, whatever, you know, there's Eno, a lot Eno. of stuff out there. And yeah. Smith, you know, Benjamin actually, but he, he's a younger player that didn't get much run because oh, they've been told, but, uh, I expect him to be the standard fill-in back, but I expect Connor to get the majority and be a workhorse. I don't think they'd go 50-50, maybe 80-20 at best, which doesn't bother me. But he's going to get run. He had a nice one, so that turned into a touchdown. But uh, I don't I don't see him used like a Pollard would be even to a Zeke, so I wouldn't worry too much about him. I definitely would pick him up. If you put Edmonds on the IR, pick up Eno and see what happens. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, and yes, Eno Benjamin. Thanks for clearing that up. I don't know why I was thinking about. Does he? Does Edo Smith even play anymore? Is he still yeah, on the Falcons? I, no, I, like, I think he's on on the Vikings. Just never plays ever, ever. Yeah, well, so. then there you go. Let's yeah. move into some injury news, and of course, the big one that hit today. Uh, not necessarily injury, but COVID nineteen related. That's Nick Chubb busted out that big seventy plus yard TD run over the week. Probably made a lot of people happy, in which was a dull week. Now there is speculation that he could play uh, because he is a vaccinated player. He has to technically test negative twice within a twenty four hour period or two twenty four hours. So I guess a forty eight hour period. Um, 
So there's still a window or a scenario where he does find his way onto the field. So that's just something to monitor. We obviously talked about Chase Edmonds already. Um, I don't know if it's official yet, but he will find his way on the IR eventually. Zach Moss, concussion protocol. New York Jets are on tap for the Bills, who are going to look to probably bounce back. Is Devin Singletary, who's currently, I think, on, I don't know, 60% of rosters. If he's on the waiver wire, are you picking him up, Justin? Uh, I absolutely am. Uh, he should have been already rostered by the Moss owner just because uh, it's. I'm looking at it, and every week I'm just like, Who's who's the top running backs? And I was just we talked about Chubb and I wanted to see his stats. And I'm not joking when I say that the NFL, me and Jacob also talked about this. The NFL has really moved away from workhorses. There are a few like mm-hmm. Derrick Henry, JT, mm-hmm. Najee, but I mean I'm grabbing anybody I can get. An injury happens, next man up. You might have to run Devin Singletary, even if the usage is not the best. It's just the state, like you have you have players that are injured that are still breaking top 25 just because running backs are kind of whack this year. Like Melvin Gordon, I think it's top 15, top 12. Like that's just weird for someone who's sharing in a 50-50 for the most part. You, If a running back is available, if a running back is playing, you pick him up. That's just how the season is looking. Yeah, and I like that you touched on Melvin Gordon because most of us have been talking about Javante Williams, who actually had his first 100-yard rushing game of the season, and he's technically been running the ball better than Melvin Gordon. It just so happens that Melvin Gordon finds the end zone a few more times, and where Javante Williams is getting passing work one week, Melvin Gordon sees it the next week. So it's a complete toss-up as to who's getting those passing down targets and who's falling in the end zone. Um, but it's kind of the dice game you play when you play with any 50-50 backfield. So good point. Yeah, go grab Devin Singletary, plug him in. Worst defense against the run in the NFL, New York Jets. I'm sure you guys already knew that. Let's move on. Damian Harris, possible head injury, could miss some time. This scenario is a little different when we talk about a guy like Ramondre Stevenson. Came in in replacement, rushed for 72 yards on, I think, uh, 10-plus carries. Are you feeling as comfortable about Ramondre Stevenson as you are about Devin Singletary because we know that Bill Belichick isn't the guy that just like one guy goes down, next guy up. He's got a lot of tools up his sleeve. Are you comfortable about starting someone like Ramondre Stevenson in week 10? I'm not comfortable, but if he starts, you play him in in a sense if you need to. Uh, Every week these people get injured. So if you lost Moss, he's not going to play. You lost Edmonds, he's not going to play. You might have to plug him in as your second RB and roll the dice. You know, it's not to say he's not going to get a touchdown, but you can't hope for a 30-point game, 20-point game. If he gets you 10, 12, 15 at best, it's a good week for him. Pretty fair. Pretty fair. Uh, Tight end here, Albert. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I did start him this week, though, and he went out with injury, so that was fun. Um, He is the tight end for the Denver Broncos. Uh, If Noah Fant comes back, I, I do understand that Albert was getting a little bit of action um, before the injury, before Font was to go out with it, uh, before Font missed that game. But I'm not overly confident in starting him anyways. I just did it because I had Font in that league, and that just seemed like the logical plug-in play. Uh, but if Font's back this week, then I will start Font. Yeah. Matthew Stafford and Trevor Lawrence also find themselves on the list, but at this time aren't considered like worst-case scenarios or sitting out this week. Uh, another big one, though, I think even bigger than these two, 
is still Kyler Murray. He's got the questionable tag. He missed last week. And just today, during that talk about Chase Edmonds, um, Cliff Kingsbury came out and said, you know, he could very well play in week 10, but at the same time, they have the long, um, you know, they have the season as a whole in mind. So if they're winning games with whoever they got in there at backup, who was it again? Do you know who Colt was the starter? Colt McCoy. Uh, if they're winning games with Colt McCoy and things are looking good, they might just let Kyler Murray heat up and sit on that bench and heal up. So uh, be on the lookout for that. I know that I'm a proud Kyler Murray owner in two leagues. Justin, I think you have him somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love having him on my team when he plays, that's for sure. Yeah, I actually had the opportunity to grab, um, who was it? Justin Fields in replace of Kyler Murray this week in one league. And it worked out pretty well for me, but that's not always going to be the case. I'd rather start Kyler over almost anybody. So I hope he gets better and he heals up. But that's another situation to monitor. Any other major injuries I need to get? Any wide receiver injuries from the wide receiver guru himself? No, I think I think we covered it. Uh, I mean, Hollywood Brown practiced fully today. I, I don't know anything else that come up that comes up. Maybe Chris Carson back on the field from injury that might mm. come up. But Seattle's an odd team. I don't know how it's going to look. But uh, yeah, I think we covered it. Man, talk about Hollywood Brown. People are already starting to get nervous about guys like Mike Williams and Debo Samuel who came on strong early this year. But Hollywood Brown, consistent as all get out, only two games under 10-plus fantasy points, and he's been pretty darn consistent in their end-of-year schedule. Pretty juicy. So if he can keep something together, then that would be amazing. That would be one of the steals of the draft, Hollywood Brown. Yeah, he's showing up real nice. For a second, I thought he was on the Vikings, and I was like, why is Justin not more excited about this? And then I was like, wait a second, Lamar Jackson throws him the ball. So never mind. Yeah. Let's talk about those waiver wire pickups. And guess what? Today we actually can. So if you're one of the few people that are listening out there, your waivers probably haven't hit yet. We usually touch on this on Wednesdays, but we have an opportunity to talk about it right now. And the first guy on my list is Pat Fryer Muth. By golly. With Ebron out, he is certainly finding success. Juju out helps him also. Two touchdowns last night in the Monday night football game. Certainly won me a few matchups, uh, most notably against Joseph. I, I didn't want to say this, but I'll bring it up. I did clean sweep Joseph in three leagues this week, so it felt pretty good. But Joseph's teams, and I'll give – he knows this. His teams are absolutely loaded. They just didn't perform. If it would have been even a regular week, I, he would have wiped the floor with me. But uh, I just happened to find my way in one of the weirdest weeks in fantasy football. But uh, it was one on the large part because of Pratt Firemuth, currently 41% owned in fantasy leagues. Um, there are situations where I have Firemuth starting over guys like Devin Knox. Like he may play this week. He's been out for the last three weeks with that hurt hand. I don't know if I'm necessarily comfortable just throwing uh, Devin Knox back in there and hoping he's going to be okay. I'd rather much find comfort in the guy like big Pat Fryermuth. Um, I'd also start him over somebody like Font. I'd probably start someone over like him, uh, maybe Logan Thomas if he comes back. So these guys that are working their way back into the system, I'm going to take some time. I'm going to pause it. And I'd rather ride the hot hand in Pat Fryermuth. What about you? Yeah, I love him. Uh, and I got to give a shout out. And I also want to – 
wish he was here because I wanted to ask him, but Jacob talked him up, said he's a great waiver wire, said he's his bi-week fill-in for guys like Hawk. And you know what's interesting is I played Jacob in Dynasty, and I don't know if he checked out, but he benched – or he didn't bench Hawk. He ran him as a buy. So I was going to really be worried that I had to go against Pat Firemuth. But that is probably the best pickup, I think, of the week. Uh, definitely a great tight end for the rest of the season, in my opinion. Uh, love him. Uh, we need more tight ends, I keep saying it. So it's good to see him doing work. So it's completely position-dependent, right? But, like – if you're sitting pretty at running back and you don't want to just play poacher, right, and get someone like Devin Singletary if he happens to be out there, are you going to get, you know, Pat Fryermuth over a guy like Devin Singletary? I'll probably – I would, you know, with a question like that, it, it goes to how deep are you in your league. Do you know your league makes – what do they need? Do they need running backs? You poach Singletary. If you're the one hurting at running backs, you get Singletary. If you don't think there's a trade to happen coming up in the deadline that's probably ending this week, uh, go Friar Muth if you need the help at tight end. But I don't think you can go wrong with either. I would always just kind of prefer the running back if I don't need a tight end. Fair enough. Not bad. Pat Friar Muth again sitting out there 41%. Give him a look, especially if you're desperate. Those uh, top three guys have been pretty consistent except with the exception of Darren Waller. But after that, it's pretty much an open race. So find your sweet spot and ride with it. And right now, Pat Firemuth is in the sweet spot. Let's talk about wide receivers. We got a pair of them here, Darnell Mooney and Elijah Moore, currently 44% and 28% rostered. Out of these two guys, if you need a wide receiver, Justin, who are you picking up? It's, it's very difficult because – None of them are trustworthy, but I'm going to go off recent track record. And Darnell had a beautiful game, uh, but low targets. It translated into 20 points. But we have a homie that watches the show. I think it's Jacob's uh, Jacob's co-worker. And he said, last week, pick up my boy Elijah Moore. He's the Moore <laughs> fan. And uh, I had him on my bench, and I started LaVisca. And I was super mad that that happened because Elijah went crazy. I'm looking at at targets, but then I also got to realize Corey Davis is coming back. So does that hinder Elijah Moore, or did he show enough to break out and he's starting to become the top guy over there? I'm going to go with quarterback play, which both suck. So there's no <laughs> right answer, to be honest. If you're asking me, I'm going Elijah Moore because I think he's a better receiver. But I think with both, you're kind of still rolling the dice and seeing what sticks. We got a lot. We got a lot of weeks left to play. So there's more info to be had on these rookie wide receivers like Elijah Moore. So I'm going to take more just because I think his upside's better than Mooney in Chicago. You know what? I appreciate the outlook and just to play devil's advocate and maybe get a book it down. I'm going to politely disagree. I get it. The targets weren't there for Darnell Mooney, uh, Darnell Mooney, but we're, we're seeing the emergence of, you know, Justin Fields. He threw a lot of good balls last night. He looked really good out there. I think he's finally starting to find his comfort zone. Uh, and I think Darnell Mooney and even Allen Robinson was looking pretty good last night. So as they start to find that rhythm, look for those guys to get a little bit more involved. You want to see Justin Fields throw the ball a little bit more. There are going to be some of these matchups in the coming weeks where they're going to be forced to throw the ball a little bit more. And I think Darnell Mooney is a guy who's going to feel the benefit of that. 
You mentioned the poor quarterback play in New York. We don't know who's going to be the quarterback. Have they even named a quarterback for this week? Are we going back with Kevin White or is it James Johnson? Is it Joe Flacco? There's a lot of weird questions out there. And with the coming back of, you know, Corey Davis, these are things we have to think about. And I don't want to have to think. I just want to throw someone out there and have them do good for me. And I think Darnell Mooney is slowly starting to become a guy. Now, I will say this. Both of those guys are worth a pickup. I don't know if I'm starting any of them right away. I think they're a nice stash, right? Most wide receivers are, especially on the waiver wire. You want to pick them up, and then you want to see if they can do it again. And we're not desperate or depleted by bye weeks this week, so likely you're not going to find a lesser option to kind of start over them. So these guys are more just stashes at the moment, but uh, I don't know. I like Darnell Mooney over Elijah Moore. Let us know what you think down in the comments. Let's see. And then last but not least, we got Cole Komet. I don't even know why he's there. Uh, that must have been Jake. <laughs> I, I put him there. That's my boy. Oh, let's, let's hear it then, man. Let's hear it. 20% rostered. Let's this hear man. about the man himself. I didn't know we'd have two uh, tight ends on the waiver wire show, but let's hear it. This is this speaks to how awful running backs are. Like I'd still want to pick up some running backs that are useful, but it's just light. So we have to dig deeper for good finds. And Cole Comment, I mean, tight end is tight end, dude. Like no, I was just talking to a buddy at work today. Honestly, not even Kelsey has been game to game great. You know what I mean? Like you're rolling dice, and if you're continuing to stream, you actually just sold commit even more for me as fields gets more comfortable throws more he's sure. gonna get targets he had his Very highest true. targets of the year he hasn't had an end zone uh hit yet so he scored in ppr 14.7 off eight targets he went six for 66 for 87 i think that going forward he they're going to be on a buy they have some juicy matchups coming up he's to me, is fringing to set in and forget it tight end. If if I can get consistent six-plus targets out of him, I'll take what I can get for tight end at this point. But, you know, uh, people might be getting knocks back. They don't need that. Hawk is coming back from uh, a bye week. Kittle's back, I believe. So you might not be reaching, but if you are, it's a it's an undercover pick that I promise most league mates won't be looking for. So I like him. If, if Fields throws more, He's a tight end on one on my field. So 20% rostered, he's going to be available. Who, who would you rather start these days? You know, I mean, you, Logan Thomas who's coming back? Probably not. I mean, who knows how it's going to shake up. So you sold me on fields a little bit on Mooney. So this is why more of a reason Komet's coming up. So let me ask you this. If Pat Fryermuth and Cole Komet are both sitting there on the waiver wire, which one are you picking up? Oh, the Friar move. He's on the top okay. of the list for a reason. Uh, it's just a heavier offense, so I'd rather have that action. You're going to start Cole Komet over a guy like Tyler Higby, who's been struggling a ton this year? Even with it, he has Stafford, so it's kind of like either or. I would give it one more week to see a track field uh, result from, but Komet's on a bye, I believe, so yeah, it might not be as easy to wait. So. If you have room to stash, I would. But look, like CJ Uzuma had huge games, but his numbers look better than Komet, but you wouldn't start him. Tight end is just, it's just nuts. Tyler Conklin, he's done all right. He had a good week, but 
none of these guys are like I want to start, but they're fringe top twelve, you know. No, I, I exactly know what you're talking about, man. And before we move on, I know that we were talking about we lightly touched on running backs, but we got to bring a few of them up just because Jordan Howard, twelve percent rostered. You know, the running back landscape as a whole is decimated with injuries. It is every year. It's such a scarce position. So are you looking for the spot start plug and play ability of a guy like Singletary going in a plus matchup against New York Jets? Or are you looking at a guy like Jordan Howard? Because we don't really know what you're going to get with him. It seems like any given week, someone the, the way that Philadelphia orchestrates that offense and especially the run game, it's insane. Gainwell's at the goal line. Jordan Howard's between the 20s. Jordan Howard gets a touchdown. Boston Scott gets a touchdown at the goal line. Like, you just never know. It's like literally spinning the lottery. So I almost want to tell people, avoid Jordan Howard because I don't know if what you're going to get over the last two weeks is what you're going to get over the next two weeks, you know? Yeah, it's really hard. And if you're digging that deep, you're probably in a lot of pain. So I I, <laughs> I, I – Way to break the hearts of fantasy managers everywhere. I, hey, I, guess I, what? If you got to go for Jordan Howard, your team sucks. You're not in it. You're, you're, you're just horrible. Get over not, it. I'm in the same situation, so relax, relax. <laughs> Here's what I do. If Moss is ruled out, I start Singletary. If Moss is playing, i rather go Howard just because a little bit more offensive upside with the running back potential over there. Uh, I just it, – it's hard for me to gauge because they play the Jets, so I really would rather start Singletary if Moss is out. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I would also start Singletary over um, – Jordan Howard as well. I'm looking here just kind of like on the natural waiver wire in our leagues. Um, ooh, Sony Michelle's on the waiver wire? I mean, I would think at this point he's a supreme handcuff, but I suppose he could find some stuff there. Yeah. Ramondre Stevenson is out there. Are you picking up a guy like Ramondre Stevenson over, I don't know, Jordan Howard? There it's a little bit more similar, right? You want Singletary in that first pickup. What about Ramondre Stevenson or – Jordan Howard, who are you spending your fab on? Who are you spending your waiver priority on? It's it's another hard thing because Ramondre suffered a head injury, so I have to monitor his situation. But Let's just have, hypothetically yeah, say he plays. We don't have enough time, but to be honest, I still rather go with the upside of Howard just because they score touchdowns over there in Philly. They, they may not be great, but they, they have a lot of touchdowns, and it seems to find a running back's hand. Not sure which one, but it finds a running back's hand. <laughs> Not sure which one, and that is what we will leave you with. Let's move on. Let's talk about our dark horses this week, week 10. Before we get into ours, let's recap last week's. Jacob, Brandon, Ayuk versus the Cardinals. Man, it's almost like Jacob really wants to do this for a living, dude, because he's been really good. Uh, I got I got I got a shout out. He's been money lately. Like he needs to get on the uh, show. Don't give him that money. confidence. I give props where props are due. He's been money week in week out lately. Good job on these hits. Yeah, and he also takes the longest to make a draft pick, which is why his team is so good because you know he cheats. Anyways, uh, Justin, you went with Lavisca Chenault versus the Bills. Uh, unfortunately, that was missed. But hey, man, things happen. Join Dude, the club. If you told me the the Bills lost to the Jags. I would I would say nice hit, but they won nine to six, and this guy got four catches. Uh, 
I think it's time to put him in the bed. You know, it's, it's done with LaVisca. Yeah, some of us put him there a long time ago, but it is what it is. Uh, and you know what we were talking about? I, I feel the need to say this. I know that if you guys come to our YouTube channel, uh, naturally and most often, I'm the one answering your start-sit decisions. And I had a lovely person uh, give me a start-sit question the other day. And I think what it ultimately bore down to was Boston Scott or Devontae Smith, both Philadelphia Eagles players. And I was very big on starting Boston Scott off of his hot start last week, which was his first week without Miles Sanders. I thought things were looking up for Boston Scott. Uh, at the time, Devontae Smith had had four weeks in a row where he just wasn't doing anything. The gentleman in the comments, the name escapes me, said that he's due for a game. And it just seemed like we were going back and forth. Like he wanted to play Devontae Smith and I wanted to play Boston Scott. And at the end of the day, I was like, hey, man, I can only give you advice. It's your gut call which is going to help you make the decision to start the player you want to start. And ultimately, he did respond and he did go with Boston Scott. And that just goes to show, man, that, hey, as much as we love fantasy football and as much as we love to talk about it, we're not always going to get it right, but we're here to at least have the conversation with you if no one else will. Maybe you play in a league where your friends are always trying to tie you down and burn you out. We don't want that for you. We're going to give you our best unbiased advice, and unfortunately sometimes it's a hit and sometimes it's a miss. That's just the way it happens. Um, but I will say this. Sometimes I also like to dabble on other fantasy platforms just to see what they have. And I've done a secret experiment justin and it's just between me and you are you ready for this mm. i've happened to use another fantasy site start sit tool since the beginning of the year and i feel like these have been legitimate because they've been my own right they are oh for nine i've documented the first two weeks i thought it was just kind of crazy like oh like they didn't know this guy was going to go off or but they were legitimate start sits and one of those start sits was Boston Scott over Devin or over Devonte Smith, and that was just another thing that I looked at. That was like, yeah, I think it just reassures me that I want to start Devonte Smith, uh, um, you know, Boston Scott. So, oh for nine on that fantasy site, that start sit tool. So wherever you go for your fantasy advice, you might as well just go to the place that you can listen to and have a good time. And unfortunately, that's here. That's with me and Justin. Look at my voice getting so high pitched. Listen, 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 listen. That that advice is not the worst. I mean, it's really a 50-50 sum up. It's not like Devontae Smith's been consistent 10-point score. He has his on weeks, he has his off weeks. If he hits a big catch, he hits a big catch. So don't take it too hard. And the guy, you know, at the end of the day, you gotta put your lineup in. You gotta sleep with sleep with your lineup at night. We give advice as best as possible. If anyone was hitting a hundred percent. They'd be rich. They'd be the guru everyone wants to talk to. But that's fa not fantasy football. So you win them and you lose them. We try to win them more than we lose them. That's all. That's fair enough, and that's a good way to put it. Thank you for summing that up ever so shortly and much more accurately than I did. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get into our dark horses this week. Let's go. And I'll start with myself. I'm sticking with my guns. Two weeks ago, I came on this show and I told you that Jerry Judy was going to come out of, I he was going to come off the IR and he was going to set the world ablaze. And he didn't necessarily do that. 
and his first week back. And that was a little uh, overly ambitious on my part. In his second game back, he demanded a 25% target, 25% target share, led the team. They face a stiff matchup this week against a Philadelphia team that leads the league in the defense of 20-plus yard passes, meaning they don't give them up a lot. So you have guys like Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton on the outside that are always looking for those downfield action throws. They're not going to have any success this week, but you know who will? The guy who finds himself in the slot, the guy who's been demanding the targets, the guy who just said, I guess he didn't say this himself, but the coach himself who just said they're going to look to get Judy Moore involved in week three in his return. Um, And for all those reasons, that's why I'm going with Jerry Judy again. Because if you keep saying Jerry Judy, eventually he's going to hit. And that's why I have him going again against Philadelphia. Currently on Yahoo projection scoring formats, PPR, he's projected for fifth or 14.5 fantasy points. I'm going up into wide receiver two range, 17 and a half or above. Let's see it, Jerry Judy. Make a comeback. Don't make me look bad again. That's mine. Just got anything for me? Yeah, I mean, let's maybe – once in a blue moon, you'll get that one right if you keep going, like you said. But uh, I'm going to go with a fringe guy, and I like the quarterback play against a difficult matchup, but it's for different reasons, and that's my boy Ryan Tannehill. Mm. Uh, I like I like the direction Tennessee's going there. We all thought that they were Super Bowl ready. They had a couple weird losses early in the season, and they've been on fire, and they spanked the – no, I wouldn't say it's spanked, but – they, they had really nice defensive plays that help them whoop on the Rams, so they didn't need a lot out of the quarterback play. But they play New Orleans coming up. Uh, it's a good matchup. A lot of points should be scored, and he should air it out a lot. If you're looking for uh, plug-in play, if you're not too happy with current uh, quarterback play or I don't know who's on by really this week. So it might just be, you know, do I start Cousins? Do I start Tannehill? Do I start Wentz? Do I start Tannehill? I'm going Tannehill this week. Uh, I, I think without Henry, they're going to have to lean on on the throw a little bit more. So that's my pick. Yeah. Chicago Bears, Cincinnati Bengals, Houston Texans, and New York Giants. Probably other than Joe Burrow and maybe as of last week, Justin Fields, you weren't starting anyone else. Um, hey, you know, they as a team last week, Tennessee Titans, they ran the ball 29 times. They were only able to muster up 60-something yards. So it just goes to show that without Derrick Henry, this team is is going to need to do something a little bit different to find ways to win. And that is a direct focus on Ryan Tannehill. And like you said, man, New Orleans presents quite the difficult matchup, but they got to throw the ball more. And Tannehill has been known to sneak that ball in around the goal line every time, a few times himself. So uh, – Hopefully he can do that against New Orleans as well. I like the pick, man. It's stingy. A lot of people have thought that uh, Tannehill was going to be a great fantasy player this year. He's kind of been hit or miss, and he hasn't really been too consistent. He's been like low to moderate. But um, yeah, with Henry running like a freaking maniac, it's like you don't need to throw that much. So uh, yeah, we're gonna see how it how it shapes up with him missing. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. With with when you have Henry on your team. There's likely anything you really need to do. Like, I could probably be the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans, and we'll still have the same record. 
That's right. I'm calling you out, Tannehill. That's it for our Dark Horses Week 10. Jerry, Judy, and Ryan Tannehill. Be sure to peek those guys. Let us know what you think down in the comments. Let's move over to our Fool's Gold players. And I, I like how right now in the comments before I get to the Fool's Gold, I keep looking back to see like, oh, people are talking, people are talking. And it's really just myself, Justin, and Jacob, who's not even on the podcast tonight. All three of us are just having a conversation with each other. Uh, that just shows you how much we love each other, man. Just we're, we're, we're starting our own comments down here, all right? This is how we do it. Let's move on to Fool's Gold, though, starting with a recap of last week. Uh, Jacob, Trevor, Lawrence versus Buffalo. Hey, man, he got the win. So what? But he did not do it fantasy-wise, so that was a hit. And, Justin, you went with Michael Carter at Indianapolis. Good call, my friend. A lot of people were probably high on Michael Carter after the week prior. Uh, but, hey, slow your rolls. Not everything is as easy and as juicy as it seems. Very good pick. Yeah, if you watch that game, the Colts just went freaking to town on them so they were playing catch up a little bit and i love michael carter but he scored under 10 as we said so you know (laughs) this is another one we got it right that's true guys believe it or not we get it right sometimes it happens that way justin i'm gonna start with you first so feel free let me hear it who is your and don't worry i got you in the in the in the comments uh who is your fool's goal player week 10 i'm going with the quarterback that people have and most likely start week in week out at this point and that's the boy Jalen Hurts uh he's had an off couple of weeks even though they played Detroit they didn't have to throw so much and then they played the Chargers and he didn't even throw that much either so it's going against a stingy Denver defense in Denver and Denver played pretty well so uh, I'm gonna think that their defense holds true He's not a quarterback that's NFL great. He's been fantasy awesome. But these past two weeks, followed by a stingy Denver D, it's just not the week he's going to get back on track. Pivot to the to the Tannehill, to the Wences of the world if you're not already starting some of them. Bench hurts this week. Yeah, I love them both, man. I mean, he doesn't really get it done through the air. He doesn't throw the ball a lot. He hasn't really been getting the best work on the ground. I mean, we saw early in the season, but since then it's been okay. And that shows in his last two-week fantasy performances. And you know what? The Denver Broncos said to hell with Von Miller. And I guess that really wasn't a problem because they went out and absolutely handled the Dallas Cowboys. And now they're playing at home. So I look for that to continue against the um, Philadelphia Eagles, which is why I'm doubling down. On Philadelphia Eagles this week's for Fool's Gold. He's on your waiver wire. You're probably picking him up because of the great two weeks in a row. It's Jordan Howard running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. Stay away. It is a literal. Oh, my gosh. I'm choking. It's a literal spinning wheel. You don't know what you're going to get week in and week out. Just because he's been able to muster up a few fantasy-relevant games over the past two weeks doesn't mean he's going to make it three in a row. It could be anyone's guess as to who gets to love their game well, um, Boston Scott or Jordan Howard. And if you really watch that game, they really just did a good job of opening up gaping holes for Jordan Howard to run through. It wasn't like he was electric. It wasn't like he was making people miss left and right. He kind of just ran straight forward every time and naturally fell for like five or six yards. It's just kind of the way that game flowed. 
Um, I don't think that happens against a strong Denver front. So please, you might be picking them up. We suggested other guys out there. Ramondre Stevenson, Devin Singletary. Those are other options that you might want to pivot to this week. Stay away from that Philadelphia Eagles backfield. And with that being said, just avoid the Philadelphia Eagles in general because I don't want to start Devontae Smith either, even after his 100-yard receiving performance last week. Justin, what are you thinking, man? We, we doubled down on Philadelphia Eagles. Are we just hurting those fans everywhere? Yeah, not quite. It's just the matchups. You know, this is fantasy football. At this point, we know enough. We play the matchups, and we'll get it right. So I don't want to play a backfield that shares between two, let alone a backfield that shares between three. So, yeah, good pick. Good pick, good pick. And uh, that's it with our week 10 fool's gold and dark horse players. We got a few comments here. We're going to bring them up right now. And guess what? They just happen to be from Jacob himself. The boss start Pittman Waddle or Gibson this week. Ooh, you're probably starting Pittman, man. Unless you're going against me, you could probably start someone like Gibson. Uh, It's hard. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is a weird question that people might fight. It's hard to bench Gibson, but I think enough's enough. And then Waddle has been good, but Pittman's been great. That's the difference. Justin, we can talk after this too. By the way, if you have any interest in Gibson at all, uh, in Dynasty. No, no. no in Dynasty. No, I mean, if you want a fifth round pick, yeah. No, I don't want a pick. I'll take a player. I'll take okay, someone. you want Chenault? Uh, okay, <laughs> never mind. Uh, Waddle's actually not a bad play, though. You know, the Miami Dolphins have shown that they are the masters of throwing balls no further than five yards downfield. And Waddle's a beneficiary of that. Parker's still on IR, likely not going to be back. They play Baltimore on Thursday night. And the only reason why I wouldn't start Waddle is because I have this weird phobia of starting players on Thursdays, and I don't know why. But I prefer if they're, I'm debating between a flex guy, like a Waddle or someone like that. I'd rather just not play him on a Thursday night game. Uh, but that's just me. Those are one of my weird phobias. If you have a weird phobia, let us know what it is down in the comments. But other than that, I think Pittman's the guy you want to start here. I, I just don't see a world that you bench Pittman anymore. It doesn't matter. That's just the – he's just – him and Wentz have just been nice. Yeah, very true, very true. Uh, Jacob, just all the questions today. Elijah Moore, Pat Fryer move in the flex. In the flex. Man, I'll probably go Pat Fryer move there. I like what Thank Elijah God. Moore was able to do, but if it depends what type of flex you need. You want that steady stream of success? That's Pat Fryermuth. He's going to get you 10-plus fantasy points. You need that home run hitter, that guy that can bust off that 30-yard reception and a touchdown, maybe throw in a couple more uh, short intermediate routes. That's Elijah Moore. So it all depends on what you need. But uh, I like consistency. I like scoring just enough to get me a win. So I'll go with Pat Fryermuth. What about you, Justin? I'm taking Elijah Moore, head and shoulders above. They played Buffalo. Buffalo is going to bounce back and say that last week against Jacksonville was disgusting. You want to see revenge? Here's a 50 bomb. And then they're going to have to come back, Mike White and boys, and Elijah's going to get a couple nice catches. So no way I would start Pat over Elijah this week. (laughs) Should we book it down? I'll book it down for fun. 
Okay, book it, book it down, write it down, zip it down, zip Let's it up. Let's go. Book it down. Pat Fryermuth or Elijah Moore this week. I'm going Pat Fryermuth, better fantasy finish. Justin's Watch. going Elijah Moore. My luck, Davis is going to come back and get 50, and then this guy's going to have one target, and Pat Fryermuth is the hero. So let's see how it shakes up. Justin, was our original book it down for Judy and Sutton rest of season, or was it just that week? Because just that week he did better. Judy did better than Sutton, but they both did poorly. But I think it was rest of season. And so far, I, I honestly don't good know. It sounds, sounds rest of season type of bet because they both have to fight each other up, but. Yeah, uh, Judy hasn't been great, but Sun's been worse, so you're right so far. <laughs> hey, it's a long season. Believe it or not, we're halfway through the season, and it's still a long season. And with that being said, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast, um, as well as on our socials, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, at First Round Fantasy. We love to hear it. We love every single week getting to answer your comments down in the YouTube comments. Uh, so please continue to do so. We love talking about it, just sharing our thoughts, our opinions, our unbiased opinions, uh, and helping you win a fantasy matchup. With that being said, feel free to like and subscribe. If you like what you heard, we guarantee you will almost possibly win your fantasy matchup this week. Justin, I always send us out of here on a goodbye note. Do you want to send us out on a goodbye note this week? Yeah, better days are coming, okay? Stick in there. Make those final trades if you can squeeze them in to sharp your roster. Get into the playoffs and trust your studs. I didn't. I didn't hit the outro on time, but uh, that okay. was good. You got something like a little quicker. <laughs> uh, yeah. Listen to first round fantasy football. We got the best and only advice needed to win your fantasy league. Peace. Mm-hmm.